Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook podcast, where we bring you insights, tips, tricks, hacks, shortcuts into your aviation career. I'm Sean. I'm Mike. And uh, we're glad to have everybody back here with us another week. We're going to do another question. The question thing's getting pretty popular. Actually, this one, this one was a, submitted via a comment on YouTube, and it was, sorry, from back in August. I think this is before we really realized people were asking questions via the comment section on YouTube. We'd prefer, the preference would be emailing us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. But uh, when we catch them, we'll get to them. And this, uh, this question would adhere, this would be to somebody who's um, already in their training. Um, this is from Chris, and he is uh, finishing up his private pilot certificate the first step, the first rung on the ladder in your career. And uh, Chris, back in August, <laughs> asked us, what advice can you give me in dealing with a CFI who is horrible at communication and showing up to my flights? My instructor rarely texts me back, and I struggle to get her to sign the airport paperwork for me to fly solo, which is required before every solo flight I take. I am done with dual training, which means flying with an instructor dual. Mm -hmm. um, but I am struggling to get my instructor to simply show up and sign a piece of paper. I want to stick mm -hmm. it out. I want to stick it out with this instructor because I am so close to my PPL private pilot's license check ride. She is making the last bit of my training incredibly difficult and forgets about me or makes other plans without notifying me. Yeah. Mm, we that's did a, not good. We did a podcast already on this subject. Um, yeah. Before, anybody actually somebody did submit that but it was uh i think it's titled i think i have a bad cfi it was um maybe even last year we put that up but yeah i don't i mean mike what's your initial thoughts well i mean this is concerning because all this training is so expensive and uh you do see this i mean um it sounds like she may have be very close to getting another job and who knows what's going on. And she just doesn't really care much about, she's got one foot out the door, so to speak. I mean, you right. see that in a lot of different careers and um, you know, uh, maybe she's unhappy because she would have, uh, she was, would have had a job already, but then the coronavirus hit, who knows, but it doesn't matter. Um, you got to do what's best for you. And I think what I would say is uh, my initial reaction is that, um, you know, if you're doing this professionally, um, yes, it's not ideal to switch instructors right before you check right because it may set you back a bit. But if you're doing this professionally, it's not about your private pilot's license. So uh, it's about the entire training event. So, you know, you may, uh, you may switch instructors, but every time you change instructors and, and, you know, this is true in these professional training programs like I just went through a few weeks ago. They oftentimes change instructors in the middle of the course so that they can evaluate you and teach you different things because different knowledge is spread by different individuals in different ways. So right. um, you actually receive better training sometimes if you have multiple instructors throughout the course because they may pick up on something you're doing that you know may make you fail your check drive, for instance, but the other person didn't even know that you were doing it wrong, uh, but it's something that they commonly see and they correct that. So yeah, you may lose a little bit of flight time. You know, you may have to do a couple extra lessons because you, you, you have to be so what reevaluate it, but it's going to make you a better pilot. You know, now I don't know the climate of this flight school. It may not be that simple to switch, but 
But, uh, you know, I've also seen that, you know, she may not necessarily be a bad instructor, that certain personalities jive differently with different people. So, uh, you know, you'll have in a big flight school like I worked at, you'll have a student that just, you know, can't stand their instructor and they're having all kinds of problems. And then they shift to a different person. And then that guy thinks that they're fine, you know? Um, so just, you know, just certain people don't mesh well. Right. So that, that could be it. But, uh, I don't know if there's a hierarchy at his school where there's a chief instructor that kind of manages this or an FBO manager where you could say, Hey, this is what's going on. I'd really like to, you know, talk to, you know, maybe interview another instructor. It's, it's good to, or do a call with them to see if they have more time available. And it may be time to just, switch to a different school, uh, a total different airport or something um, if you need to, because all your training transfers, it's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, hung up with that particular thing. You could pick up and move to a different airport and then, you know, just let them brush up on everything that, that you might've missed. Cause there's a good chance, Sean, that uh, there's some things that were overlooked in your training too. If your uh, instructor just doesn't care. Sure. That, what are your that's thoughts? Excellent point. Uh, excellent point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something else, Chris, to consider is, you know, and, and we go through actually in the, in the ProPilot Playbook program, we go through in detail choosing a flight instructor for you. We go through choosing a flight school and then choosing a flight instructor yeah. uh, because it is so important to have uh, somebody who's on your wavelength or you're right. able to interpret uh, the way they explain information, which, which is what Mike was just saying. You know, mm-hmm. some people you just resonate better with. Right. But not everybody, not everybody was meant to be a teacher or even, yeah, a, peop- even a people person for that matter. Um, however, in the professional pilot world, pretty much everybody does have to be a flight instructor because it is the final rung on the ladder of the That's career progression. So yeah. you get people in this position who aren't necessarily good at it. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody is just naturally good at it. And yeah. Mike, Mike mentioned this too. She may be what we call short or have one foot out the door. She knows she's got 14, short timer. <laughs> yeah. She's got 1400 hours right now. She's already got resumes out, but the Corona hit. So she's phoning it in. Um, that's another possibility. Um, <laughs> yeah. and we, we talk about in our program, the need for, you know, because you're wanting to find that instructor that matches your personality. It's okay to switch around, especially in the beginning, uh, towards the end. That's unfortunate that this is happening right at the end of your training. However, it's not the end of the world. If you do need to switch and, uh, great to hear a update from you. Cause this was in August. I'm sure you figured it out by now, but there could be other people having this problem. Um, yeah. a couple, A couple other quick tips I have for anyone who's getting ready to start training or possibly dealing with this similar situation. Communicate with the instructor. You know, if you're starting to see this pattern develop of the non-communication and whatever, just straight up tell them, hey, I'm in this to be a professional just like you. You know, I'm going to be doing what you, and I'm trying to get through this thing as fast, as quickly and cheaply as possible. And uh, the time thing is costing me money. Um, it insist on pre and post flight briefings, you know, talk about what you're going to do in the airplane that day before you get in the airplane. After you're done with that flight, talk about what you did good, what you did bad. Let the instructor know you're not going to hurt my feelings. Let me know everything that happened. And before you break, 
for the day, get the plan for the next flight. So you can be going home and reviewing, watching YouTube videos of, of what the maneuver looks like. Um, so when you right. show up at the airport, you're getting the most bang for your buck while that Hobbs meter is running in the airplane. Um, insist on those pre and post flight briefings and do not leave that airport without having another lesson scheduled. Yeah. You, you know, and at the end of the day, Sean, you got to realize that you're in charge of your own training. I mean, you have the course, you have the curriculum, you yeah. have what the instructor's teaching you and all that stuff. But Excellent point. That instructor works for you, Chris. Right. They are employed right. by you. Yeah. Literally, yeah. they so, are private contractors that very rarely are the actual employees of the flight school. Right, right. So if it's not working and it's expensive, uh, then it's up to you to make the adjustment because, you know, she's not going to do it for you. You know, um, she'll let you coast right into that check ride, maybe not prepared or, you know, in, in an efficient manner. So uh, that's that's up to you to make those changes. So uh, but that's an excellent question. And hopefully this finds a lot of people that may be in that situation can help them out. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, it is a, a bit of a common problem, especially with how fast the industry is moving. Um, you know, right before the coronavirus hit. I noticed that, uh, you know, the instructors were in and out of these jobs so quick. It was hard yep. to, I mean, Mike, when I, when you and I were coming up through it, you know, it wasn't uncommon to see guys sitting around flight instructing for four years or something. Yeah. You know, oh building, yeah. Building time, looking for a job. Um, oh man. Yeah. No, actually, I'm sorry. I'm throwing this in on the end, but I just thought of a great story about switching flight instructors. Um, when I was, uh, somewhere in my, CFI days, there was a, uh, I showed up at this flight school and there was this one guy, uh, he had, he had like 80 hours and still hadn't soloed. Mm -hmm. And he had flown with every instructor that had worked there for the last five years and nobody could solo him. He was, mm -hmm. they just deemed him off, wrote him off as a, oh, man. somebody that can't learn. This guy can't be a pilot, mm -hmm. but he loved right. doing it. So so being the new guy, the new instructor at the school, guess who they threw me with, you know, Hey, you can have this guy. So I flew with him. this mess. <laughs> exactly. The 80 hour guy who hasn't soloed yet. So, uh, not that I'm a genius or anything, but I got this guy sol soloing in like four or five hours. So awesome, man. All he wanted to do was pattern work because that was his problem. He couldn't land. He could not land the airplane. It was either mm. it was always Is that bouncing. <laughs> yeah, it was always he was always coming in hot and bouncing it off the runway oh. or floating down the entire runway looking for the yeah. wheel, where the wheels are, and then finally he'd fall out of the sky or he'd run out of runway. We'd have to go around, and uh, so I'm I'm we're doing this like the first hour or two, and I'm like, what is going on with this guy? So instead of watching the airplane and waiting to take the controls from him so we didn't crash right. into the runway, I decided to sit there and watch him. And this is the difference changing a flight instructor makes. And he'd been through a lot of them. I just sat there and watched him, what his eyes were looking at, what he was, you know. And I realized he was squinting and he was whatever. This guy, he was in his 70s or something, 60s. This guy couldn't see. He needed, oh, man. He needed glasses. He just, he just couldn't see or he had the wrong glasses. So right. we, sent him, we sent him to the eye doctor, came back with some new, some new specs and uh, we got him landing the airplane like in an hour and a half, two hours. That's awesome. 
It's a great, yeah. that's a great story. So yeah. that's the power of, of changing flight instructors. Great, man. That's good. Good. But uh, thank you for the question, Chris. Uh, hopefully you already figured it out. Uh, drop us a note. He, let us know. Chris is probably flying a, a regional jet by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Well, Great. hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully he's working. Out. Hopefully he's working on his instrument rating is what he's doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great. All right. So if you have a question for us, you can drop us a line at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll uh, see you next week. Great. Thanks a lot. See ya.